This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Also, I think it's worthwhile saying before I get into the overall report, just... uh... A massive congratulations and well done to all those involved in organising today's annual Remembrance Day. Uh, as per usual, no one does it like we do. Um, and just a, a special thanks and well done to everyone that was involved. Uh, impeccable, as always. Good evening, everyone. This is your post-match chat with Chats Without Millwall podcast reporting on the game at the Den that just finished Millwall nil, Hull City nil. Um a really, really frustrating game. And we're going to get into 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 the weeds of it, but overall, really frustrating game. Um, I personally, uh, again, due to the operation, didn't go. Um, I am at home and managed to watch the game on um, on Mill TV. I just want to say a massive thanks to a few individuals. I won't name them, but uh, who offered me opportunities to go to the game. Uh, probably just comes a little bit too soon. So thank you very much to those guys. You know who you are. Um, and in reality, I'm kind of glad I didn't because it would have been an absolute faff for me. Um, and we were really poor. Um, so let's get into the game. I think um, we'll start on the trend. The trend is three games, no goals, and don't really look like scoring goals. Um, I think if we'd have gone into the international break, even if we'd have found a way to win today, and you could have argued it would have papered over the cracks potentially in terms of that attacking performance, but we we, we were poor again um, from an attacking perspective today, uh, and we'll get into some of that in a moment. But I think overall, it's a really weird feeling because again, you know, I would imagine I haven't looked at the league table. I'm recording this straight after kickoff. Sorry, straight after the full time whistle, um, and I would imagine we're still very close to the playoffs. And definitely still in the top half. Um, it's one of those sort of what what might have been. And if you're playing a whole team that have been out of form recently, that go down to 10 men after, I think it's 37 minutes, you have to expect to win that game. And ultimately, just like against Huddersfield, um, Hull played like a team that had the lead and they were trying to defend the lead. They were trying to obviously retain a point. And we couldn't break them down, just like we couldn't break Huddersfield down. And it's it's really disappointing that not only could we not break it down, but from from where I was seeing, I, I could see a couple of things that we we ultimately should have changed. Um, 
I also think the players need to have a, have a look at themselves as well. But look, let's let's go through um, the one to eleven, and let's go through sort of player ratings and how I felt that everyone performed. Um, once again, just want to sort of say thank you very much to everyone for well wishes. Thank you for the support with the channel, and thank you for listening. Um, I will be back uh, in the next uh, game with a. Uh, you can see my boat race. Not that probably many of you want to see it, but it is definitely something that should not be <laughs> on a camera right now. But anyway, thanks again. And please do uh, like and subscribe to the channel. OK, so uh, in terms of 1 to 11, so I thought George Long, again, uh, fairly assured performance. Um, a few times he sort of quick distribution um, got us up the pitch. So for me, you know, he gets a, a solid. He didn't, he didn't do enough to warrant more than a sort of six, but. That's not for no fault of his own, um, but he was he was fairly solid. Um, Danny Mac was okay. I, I thought he did some really good bits, uh, and then um, he, he struggled for a connection with uh, Vogel Sammer when he came on. Actually, and you you could you know it depends who you want to sort of blame, but I think um, he struggled to build a bit of a relationship wherever's played on that right hand side this season. But I thought defensively he was assured. I think it's difficult to mark the defence because ultimately there was no defending to be done pretty much from the 60th minute. Um, sorry, the 30th minute for the last 60 minutes. So uh, fairly assured, Danny Mack probably gets a, a six. Um, moving over to the centre-backs, I actually thought, considering uh, what happened to Cresswell with the sending off, which, by the way, was definitely a sending off. Um, the guy didn't know what he was doing, but it's incredibly dangerous and he has to go for that. I'm sorry. Um, and people myself included, always go, oh, we never beat 10 men, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sure it's happened to us at least once this season already. I think it was a Coventry game and we managed to break them down. So, you know, you, you do start to think, you know, we should be breaking down these teams at home with 10 men, especially when there's 60 minutes left to play. But Cresswell, I thought he did uh, quite well, composed and um, was okay. So six. Cooper didn't do much wrong. The only thing for me with Cooper is... Personally, I think he should have had a penalty, but I've said that probably the last few games and he's not getting them. What has Cooper got to do to win a penalty? Well, he's obviously got to do something different and I don't know what that is, but every single game, it's like Groundhog Day. A centre-back holds him, wrestles him to the ground, he moans to the ref, the ref's ever talking to and then he lets it go again. Like, you can't, isn't it like a famous Einstein quote, you can't expect to do the same thing and get different results. He's got to try a different tact. I don't know what that is. I don't know whether that's just maybe not moaning to the ref or or, um, or 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 maybe just kind of not going down. I, I don't know, but he's got to try something different because it just ain't working and we're not going to get a penalty in a month for Sunday. So he, he's, he's got to do something different, Cooper. Uh, other than that, again, I thought he was okay. The one thing I found really odd, um, and I'll come on to it in terms of mistakes I think we made tactically in the second half, was why he didn't play further afield, particularly when Evans came on. He literally only went up when the clock got to 90. Um, Scott Malone, left back. Um, if I had to give a man of the match, it would probably be to Scott Malone, to be perfectly honest. I thought he... I can recall one mistake, but other than that, he um, was basically provider of all that was good. I think he put the, the ball in the box for the uh, disallowed goal, if I remember rightly. He also had a shot that was very well saved. He was constantly an outlet up and down, like, like um, up and down that left hand side. He was almost playing like a winger in the left uh, on the left hand side in the second half. And I thought he was uh, most of the positive things we did. 
came from Malone, particularly in the second half. So I don't think anyone stood out. Um, there's a player that I think a lot of you will, will will say that stood out, and I'll come on to him in a moment, but there's a reason I'm not, I'm not going to give him man of the match. So I would give uh, Scott Malone man of the match, and I'll give him a, a seven, maybe a 7.5. In the centre of the park, I thought Billy Mitchell was his normal self. Um, I think uh, Billy will have learned a lot today. He played against... Um, Jean-Michel Chéry can be the best midfielder in the league if he wants to be. And, and that's blatant. If you listen to any Hull fan or any Fulham fan, when the guy can be asked, he's quality. And I think you could see that. Um, and I think at times he, um, he didn't bully Billy Mitchell, but I think he sort of showed his class. But I think Billy still had a decent game. I think he only lost the ball once or twice. Everyone on this channel knows I'm a massive Billy, uh, Billy Mitchell fan. So I thought he- and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He was fairly solid um, just for the first time in three games. Wasn't my man of the match, so I'll give him a um, give him a seven as well. It's first time doing rains, by the way, so I'm, I'm making this up as I go along. <laughs> uh, I thought Savile was, was good. Um, he, he, he was, I don't know whether he ran out of steam, Savile seems quite fit in terms of he gets up and down the pitch, but in off slow, there was a ball that was played in the first half. I was like, surely you can get there, Sav. And, and he didn't. Um, but again, I, I still think him and Mitchell are the best central midfield pairing. Um, and I personally wouldn't have taken him off. Um, so again, you know, he, he gets a, he gets a seven. Fleming. So this is probably the player that most of you think was man of the match. I thought Fleming showed moments of absolute brilliance. He's free kick. Um, there was uh, that sort of ticky-tacky uh, play in the first half that was all around him. A couple of times where he sort of turned and showed his speed and strength. He does some things that uh, literally we haven't had a player do that as much as we all rated Jed. Jed couldn't do those things. He is maybe the free kicker side, but he's done stuff that is absolute quality. But then I think it was two or three times he took shots on from stupid positions when we should be trying to retain the ball. And I... Usually, I don't mind that because ultimately, you you need to have players like that. We need to we need to not get on their back. We need to actually admire the fact they have the confidence to try these things, and some of them will go in. And we we don't usually have players like that down at them because they don't last there long because we get on their back. And whilst it is very very frustrating at a time like this when we drew nil nil, I would rather have someone in the side like Fleming that is capable of doing these things and unlocking doors. I still don't think we've got the most out of him. And for me, when we're playing him in a 10, everything should go through him. He has the ability 
the power, the pace, the strength, the creativity, both feet. He's got it all, but we're not playing him to his strength at the moment. And I think that is fundamentally key as to why we're not creating chances. Um, so I'll give him, I'll give him a seven. Um, but um, yeah, for reasons I've already mentioned, he doesn't get man of the match. Um, and then up top, uh, Bury, Honeyman, Bradshaw. Uh, Bury, he, he, again, he showed glimpses, but he's not a star for me. Um, teams are scared of him, and rightly so. But he, again, just drifts in and out of games. He's not good enough defensively. He would have been perfect, funny enough, to come on in that game when you've got teams down to 10 men, tired legs, running at them, which is what Bennett tried to do. But he's not hes not the same player as Bury. So, uh, Bury gets a... be unfair probably for me to, to give him anything less than the rest of the team, but he gets a six. Um I'm going to start thinking about his player ratings before I start doing them randomly from now on. I thought Honeyman tried too hard against his old club. Um, he was okay. Um, but I felt that he, he he was trying too hard at times. And I think that showed. He did put some really nice balls into the box in the first half. Um, so I'll give him a, give him a six. Um, and then Bradshaw, I need to see his disallowed goal back. Um, he tried hard. Didn't really have many chances. He was getting in the right position. I'm still convinced if you put the balls into the right areas for him, um, not all the time, but he will he will take goals and he will score goals, but we're not creating chances. So that's my team. I thought the subs that came on, and this kind of goes on to where I think we, we could have won the game, but we didn't. So for me, a um, couple of things that we should have done earlier. The first thing is uh, we should have and people are going to think what we should have brought on Evans earlier not for Sapple but we should have brought on Evans earlier and we should have put Cooper further forward earlier it was quite clear that we were just going to try and use the gaps down the side and pump the balls into the box if you're going to do that you need to have more players in the box and you need to have players that can actually win the ball and what we did was is we put Vogie who also should have been in the box out on the right and told him to put the ball into the box to just Bradshaw where no one else trying to get into the box with them so and that's basics, but if that's how you're going to play, and Malone was putting some good balls into the box, we know Danny Matt needs to work on his crossing, but if that's your strategy, Evans, whether you rate him or not, is, is his strength, his ability to ping long balls from various different areas, which is why he's coming to the pitch today and why he's coming against Huddersfield. So that's fine. So then use that. Um, but we didn't. And actually, I think today was a time to go direct earlier because... If, if you go direct, you go more high tempo and pressing. The likes of Ryan Woods, we know, and so is Seri. They're slow. They're not all going to really want in to run um, with their back to goal. And there's only so much time and so much pressure these teams can stand up to that. Vogie is not a winger. He should have come on and he should have played in the centre, just like he did against Birmingham. I actually think it was unlucky and unfair on him not to have started tonight. It might be that he'd run out of steam, but I think that um, he shouldn't be played on the right-hand side. I think we're desperately short of someone who has got good crossing ability from the right-hand side. There's no slight on Honeyman and Danny Mack. I think they do a job. And I think Danny Mack is an excellent fullback. But at the moment, I don't think we've got anyone that consistently can cross a ball from the right-hand side. People slate Malone, but his deliveries were the better deliveries throughout the course of the game today. So I think to, to sort of... Um, this has turned into a bit of a rant, but as you don't get to see my face, it don't matter. I can just talk for whatever. Um, but for me, I think it's frustrating. You have to give credit to Hull. I thought you could tell they were playing for their new manager and they worked their absolute socks off. 
to be fair to them. Um, they defended resolutely. But it's the second time in a week that I'm now saying we failed to break down a team that just sat in. And today, actually, we should have gone incredibly direct and we didn't. And I think if we had have done that, it wouldn't have been pretty, but I think we'd have found a, a way to get through that game and, 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 and get the three points. And I think if we'd have won today, paper over the cracks is maybe a little bit too too far-fetched, but you then look at it and we're probably sixth or seventh. It's a real crazy league. And that's why, as I say, you know, we just need to see where we are when it comes to January. I still think we're lacking one or two. I think we need to get in someone on the right-hand side that can cross a ball. Um, we need to bring in another forward for me, unless we're going to start playing bogey down the middle and give him a go. Um, and we need to get more out of Fleming and more out of Styles. Styles came on today and, and did absolutely diddly squat. So, sort of to summarise, I think credit to Hull, as much as I don't want to say it, I think they defended really, really well. Second time on week, I'm saying that. But ultimately, I think we didn't put them under enough pressure. Uh, we didn't play to our strengths. And I genuinely think... Um, we, we could have and should have won that game. But it is what it is. Uh, football's a game. Football's a game of opinion. So hopefully you've uh, enjoyed listening to mine. If you haven't, of course, feel free to to, to give yours in the comments. Um, as I say, football is always about different opinions and it's great to hear from everyone. So um, I hope you have a good couple of weeks off the football um, and I wish everyone a great rest of your weekend. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.